1: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. Not only have I been the owner of Mint Mobile for the last few years, I've also been a customer. I don't know if you knew this, but anyone can get the same premium wireless for fifteen dollars a month plan that I've been enjoying. It's not just for celebrities. So do like I did and have one of your assistant's assistants switch you to Mint Mobile today. I'm told it's super easy to do at MintMobile.com/slash-switch.
0: New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See MintMobile.com for full terms.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile, with a message for everyone paying big wireless way too much. Please, for the love of everything good in this world, stop. With Mint, you can get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Of course, if you enjoy overpaying, no judgments, but that's weird. Okay, one judgment. Anyway, give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms.
3: you know, if we pay down this much per month, and we put this much in savings per month, this is where we're going to be at the end of the year. And that is so motivating, because when you can see that number, it's like, okay, it's finite, right? You're like, this is what we're working towards. This is our goal at the end of the year. And then you can make a new goal for the next year.
4: Have you ever thought, how did I manage to lose myself? Being a mom is so hard, especially when we're feeling stressed and disconnected. We exhaust ourselves trying to create this perfect life for our family. You deserve to enjoy your marriage and your kids without the stress perfectionism brings. I am going to teach you how to identify who you are outside of all of the roles you play. Hi, I'm Veronica Cisneros. I'm a wife, mother of three, and a licensed marriage and family therapist. I am on a mission to teach women just like you how to become empowered and unapologetic. Welcome to our girl gang. Welcome to Empowered and Unapologetic. I'm your host, Veronica Cisneros. Today's guest is a CPA, mama of two. She's been married for seven years and is the founder of The Bliss Plan. She is on a mission to help women master their personal finances by creating life-changing budgets and financial plans so they can live their best life. Please help me by welcoming Audrey Denholm. Hey, Audrey. Hey,
3: Veronica. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast.
4: Absolutely. Okay, so I have to do a little bit. We, we, we have to put ourselves out there. So we actually recorded this. We did the whole thing... <laughs> The whole thing, and it was so good. Except, I completely forgot to hit record. <laughs> like, what if? i being transparent here. Like, totally forgot to hit record, and we're like high fiving each other because it was so good. And then I looked at it, and I was like, Wait a minute! Oh my god, Audrey! I'm, like, <laughs> I'm so embarrassed to admit this, but I totally forgot to hit record. And I just have to say thank you so much for being understanding and coming back. I know you're a busy mama. So I, all of that to say, I appreciate it.
3: Oh, I'm so happy to be here. And it was great to kind of talk it out too. So <laughs> I, think, I think it's awesome.
4: So tell us your story. How did you become a CPA?
3: So really, it was kind of... I'm good with numbers. I like that part of it. I kind of ruled out other things that I wasn't good at, like science. And um, so that's kind of just how it went. It went towards that. And, um, but the more that I work in it, and the more that I talk to people, I find that the biggest thing that people have questions about is their personal finance. And that's really something that I don't, really think is taught in schools or is really shown by a lot of people and unless you're in it it's really hard to kind of get that base understanding so what I hear from a lot of people is that there's you know you start your life you start your family and all these things but you know nobody's ever walked you through how to create A budget or how to create an annual financial plan or what that looks like or you know and there's lots of information online which is almost hard because it's overwhelming you know there's so many different ways to start a budget there's so many different you know systems and apps and all kinds of things so it can be really overwhelming so I just wanted to create something that you know was streamlined and is just a step-by-step. You just have, don't have to worry about all the other things and take it one step at a time.
4: What would you say are the biggest mistakes we make? Because like right away as you're talking, I'm thinking, well, I have money, which means I could spend it, you know? And that was my thinking for a really, really long time. And I shared with you you know, it wasn't until we discovered Dave Ramsey that I realized, well, wait a minute. No, that's not the way it works. If you have money, you have to save it. You have to actually like pay things off and you can't use that credit card and just be like, whatever. So what would you say are like some of the common mistakes we make as moms?
3: I think some of the common mistakes is just underestimating how much all the little things add up. So it's, if you don't sit down and look at all of it together, then there's no way to know. And like, I am the same, right? Like I'm like, Oh, I only went out for coffee, you know, a few times this, this month. But then when I sit down and I look at it, I'm like, Whoa, okay. Last month, like you had a coffee problem. (laughs) You need to slow down. And so it's just kind of, it's just understanding and everybody does that you because on their own, they're just little costs, you know, like it's, And everybody uses the example of a coffee, but with kids too, it's buying things when you're out. Mm -hmm. And you know, I find it really easy to spend money on my kids because you know, you're a mama and you just want the best for them and they need new shoes and they need new clothes. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of, it just, it adds up. I think that's probably the biggest mistake. Not really mistake. It's just if you don't see it all together. It's hard to have an understanding of exactly how much you spent.
4: Yeah, I could see that. Um, I remember I was sharing with you, I did the Dave Ramsey plan. Yes. And I, I remember when we started doing it, you know, um, at first my husband was like a really, really big spender because he was always gone. Yeah. He was gone due to deployments. He was in the Marine Corps, and. So whenever we would come home, it was like we battled, both of us battled with, I wanted to go ahead and save, he wanted to spend, and then if we didn't have it, well, we used a credit card. And as I admitted to you, you know, we ended up like with 20 grand. It is so embarrassing to say, however, it's so true. And I think it's really, really important for me to be honest, because I think we all fall into that. Like We have it, we have it. And it wasn't until we looked at all of our bills that we started to kind of freak out. I think my husband like crazy freaked out because it was time for us to go school shopping. Homeboy took us to the Goodwill and I like almost (laughs) killed him Um, because it's like, wait a minute. Are we like this broke that like we're buying our daughter's school clothes from the Goodwill? Not that I have anything against Goodwill because I used to shop at the Goodwill and get all my clothes from there because I wanted to, because they had awesome clothes. Um, I was like into the golfer pants and all of those other things. Um, you can't find those in like regular stores, no. <laughs> but my kids weren't doing that. So this was kind of forced. And I remember when we walked in, all the girls were just so excited to be there. And I remember looking at my husband and like, like daggers, like literally daggers <laughs> in my eyes. Like, why, why are we here? I felt like the biggest failure. And when my husband and I started to talk about it a whole bunch of emotions came with it my husband went towards avoidance i went towards complete fear and frustration and so what would you say would kind of help us you know go through this go through this financial journey together and it not separate us
3: so i think the biggest thing is just to take away any blame and guilt, because I think that's really one of the hardest parts about talking about it because everyone's like, well, you spent on this and you spent on this. So if you can just come to the table, just be like, okay, you know, it's nobody's fault. Like take away all that because, um, that doesn't help the situation. And if, you just come at it and say, okay, you know, like this is where we're at. Let's first identify where we're at. And that's kind of taking a snapshot in time. It's like, what is our debt? What do we have? Like, what are our assets? Like, what is working really well for us? And then the next is to make a plan. And if you can make a plan together, then, you know, it really, really changes the dynamic because you're working towards something together and, you know, also keep in mind that you need to give people room to adjust and work through things. So try to keep it. It can be positive and it can be really exciting to, you know, start paying off debt and creating freedom with your finances and having freedom to make, you know, go on that Disney trip, not on credit, just because you planned it. And it's really exciting. So having a plan is definitely. Step number one.
4: Okay, so I hear you, and a couple of things that come up for me is, okay, so what if I'm in, but he's not? What if I'm all about saving and being a part of this plan and he's not? like what does that look like? What do I do? So my advice
3: would be first to kind of get that first picture,
4: so show
3: the picture and like, okay, this is where we're at right now because there is a chance that without seeing it
4: all together.
3: You just don't know. So you can't change what you don't know. Yeah. So you have to really just figure out what that base plan is. And a good way to do that is to calculate your net worth which would be to go through and just look at, you can estimate this. It can be a really quick exercise and just be like, okay, what are all my assets worth? And that would just be, what would they be worth if I sold them right now? So what if I, my car and my house and, um, anything else like investments, bank account balances, and that's a really quick exercise. You would also then go through all your, your debt, what you owe. So, that would be like, okay, what do I owe on credit? What do I owe on my mortgage? What do I, you know, if I owe any money to family members or, you know, a car, a car financing, all those things. And then you look at what that number is and that can give you a really good idea of, you know, okay, what's our debt right now? Where are we sitting right now? And then it's the first step to make that plan. And um, it could be a really good way to bring everything together. And, you know, say, okay, this is where we're at. I don't know if you knew, but, you know, it kind of, it creeps up on you. You don't know, you're just living your life and things change. And sometimes that doesn't always get factored in. And so, yeah, I think taking that first step, looking at your net worth, having it a big picture.
4: So when you say assets, you mentioned your house, your car. So I'm not looking at my clothes. I'm not looking at my bed or furniture, What are looking
3: at your like your big ticket items, the things that you know hold significant value.
4: How do I do Um, that? Do I like, am I going on, am I making just an estimate or am I going on Google, finding how much my house is worth? Like, what would you, what would I do? For your
3: house, you can just look at what's been selling in the market. So I would just do an estimate because really it's just for you to understand. So like, okay, this is about how much it is. This is about how much we have in assets. And a, a big part of that too, is your bank. Like how much you have in the bank, how much you have in savings, retirement, pension if you have any of that um so then just adding all that up and say because maybe you know depending on the different avenues you have more than you realize um so that's just a really good idea to bring it all together because everybody has different bank accounts they have different like credit cards and Mm -hmm you know, so you're just going through paying things off as they come. And so it's just a way to look at it all together, which is a really good idea. Um, a really good thing to get a big, just a snapshot in time.
4: Gotcha. So we look at it, we have it, we're probably scared as crap about (laughs) it because I'm wondering like, what would it look like if we're negative?
3: Yeah. So you know what? And a lot of that too has to do with where you are in life. So mm-hmm. take that into consideration. Like if you're starting out your financial journey and you know, you just bought a house, you're not going to have a lot of equity on it. Yeah. And you know, if you're still paying off student loans and things like that versus somebody who's, you know, farther along in their career and had a chance to build up some equity and pay that off. So always have that in the back of your mind when you're looking at it. And The other thing I would also suggest is just don't look at it in a way that is negative. Look at it as this is your first step because, you know, now you know, and you can change it if you need to. So if it's negative, then look at those debt amounts, make a debt repayment plan. And now you have a benchmark for, you know, in a few months from now, in a year from now, you can look and say, Listen, like, look at what we did. We increased our net worth by this much because we intentionally paid down debt or intentionally saved or, you know, did a few of those things.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, I love that you said that because I remember saying, We have to do this. I, we have to do this no matter what. Yeah. And, you know, whether he was on board or not, I knew that. I knew that we weren't in, we weren 't headed in the right direction if we didn 't do it, and so went ahead and did it, and he did jump on board. It was this amazing thing he jumped on board so much so he ended up <laughs> taking for all He was like next uh, he ended up taking over our finances because I was just I recognized I was too emotional. There were times that my kids wanted to go to cheerleading. Or our friends would ask if they could go places, if they could go, you know, I remember one of my friends asked, Hey, you know what? I'm taking my daughter to Knott's Berry farm. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. My daughter can go. And she's like, well, you know, just buy the ticket. I'm thinking homegirl was going to buy my daughter's ticket. I know that was off, but I just got so excited. I've been like penny pinching everywhere. So I was looking for some hope and, um, you know, when she said that it was like, oh my God, that duh. Yeah, that's right. I have to pay for this. And I asked Willie and he's like, she can't go. And it was like, whoa, you can't go, but she can go like, I'll figure it out. And he's like, no, she really can't go. And it was so like, it was this really humbling experience. And I had to tell my friend, she, she can't go. I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed because I was like, oh my God, dude, homegirls are going to probably ask me if I need to borrow money. And that's not, that wasn't the case, but it was still like, our money was already distributed and it was already, you know, already Dave Ramsey does it where it's like, whatever cash you have, you're allocating it to whatever it is. And then that's it. That's it. That's all you have. And so if it's not in your budget, you don't have it. And I couldn't run to a credit card. I couldn't, I couldn't run to anything. And so I remember like feeling all of the feelings and wanting to like just scream. And what I realized is, okay, this is part of it. This is part of the change. It has to be this way, even though it's uncomfortable. So what are the steps? What are some of the steps that we have to take towards this financial success? So
3: I think there's such a range in terms of how you decide to jump on the journey. So there are definitely some programs that are, you know, very, they're like, you're going to like do this, you're going to do it a hundred percent. And, you know, Dave Ramsey's a little bit like that, yeah, which is exactly. fantastic, right? Like, because you get results really, really quick, but it doesn't always have to be as, you know, like you can spread that out. You can budget for things. You can take a little bit longer and depending on, you know, what your goals are, that can change how, ha- how significant the impact is on your life. And like you've experienced, it's not forever, right? Like you're taking a step right now to create that freedom down the road and how involved you do at the moment is completely up to you. So I, if you're really just starting out Mm -hmm. and you're just like, okay, this is very overwhelming. I don't even know you know, where to start, my recommendation would be, you know, find out where you are right now. And then you would go through and you would try to be, to find out what your living expenses are. So where is your money going every month? And that can be a simple exercise of either looking at last month and say, okay, what went to my living costs? What went to other costs, which could be subscriptions or clothes or maybe non-essential items and then in those other costs that's where you find the room that's where you find you're like okay you know what like I do want to find you know an extra five hundred dollars to put away to debt Mm -hmm. what am I going to do and it can be as simple as picking three goals for the next month three financial goals like I'm only going to eat out five times or three times, or I am going to put this $200 towards this credit card, or so like it can be as simple as three goals, and then evaluate at the end of the month, see where your money went during the month, see how you did towards those goals, and then make three new goals for the next month. And that can be such an easy, you know, way to start changing habits finding out where your money is going and being more intentional with where your money is going. And so if you're really just starting out, that's a really good place to, to kind of start. So you need to find out
4: where you are now and just know where your money is going. So look, can yeah. we reference, so when I'm, I'm thinking of what you just said and you know where I was at when we, we had first started um, what we did was we referenced our bank statement. And literally took the, you know, we, we looked at two bank statements and, you know, we were able to make a spreadsheet. How much did we spend on gas? How much, how much is gas for the month? You know? um, And then the other thing is how much are we spending on groceries? Like what's the average? Um, The other thing is how much are we eating out? Oh my God. I cannot tell you how much we were eating out. It was crazy. Like crazy. Like that's where those extra $200, $500 could come from if if you kept your butt at home. Um, But yeah, I remember looking at all of that and we created a really easy spreadsheet on Excel. How much are we eating out? How much, you know, how much is our day-to-day living? Like how much are all of our bills? And so is that what you're talking about? Like when you look at living expenses and then what was the other thing you said? I want to make sure that this is like broken down. So these women can apply this right now because Totally, no excuses.
3: So you want to look at your living expenses. So you're true. Like how much is your gas? How much is it to, you know, um, run your house and each beat like for your groceries and things like that. And then you have more of an other, like a discretionary. And that would be things that are non-essential like entertainment, any, entertainment. Yeah. So like if like you have, you know, multiple subscriptions to different streaming services, plus cable, maybe that's something that you look at. You're like, okay, do I need all these subscriptions and cable? Where can I? So it gives you an idea of where you can really go
4: through and figure, figure it out. Yeah. And so once we have that established and we're looking for those extra 200, $300, what do we do with that extra money? Do we put it away in a savings or like Dave Ramsey asks you to, the first step is save the thousand, right? I remember we having garage sales, looking in our couch for money and change. We came up with that thousand, but I remember like, okay, what do we need to do to create this? And that ended up being our main goal. What would you say? Like, so we find this $300. What do we do with it? Where do we put it? So
3: that is definitely where you would look at your personal situation. So there's definitely not a one size fits all. Okay. And so looking at your, so if you had done the, looking at all your debt, you'd want to Pick off the debt that has the highest interest rate. So if you're carrying credit card debt, that should be really where you're putting your paying down because you can easily find a few hundred dollars on the interest that you're paying on the credit card debt. Um, So I would recommend to do that that first and kind of just chip away at that. Also, you want to look at having an emergency fund. So Dave Ramsey has that $1,000, definitely a good place to start. Um, You for an emergency fund, you really want to try to get two to three months of living expenses. So when you looked at what your true living expenses are, you know, that's what you'd want to make sure that you can carry on for a few months.
4: Okay. So which one do we do first living or the savings or paying off the credit card? So it's only got three hundred dollars so stock, and I don't even know where it's it's going.
3: <laughs> um, I think I would do the emergency fund, yeah. but again, that depends on how secure you are in your. You know, like if you're feel a lot of uncertainty, then build that emergency fund. You know, this year, if this year has taught us anything. Yes, an emergency fund is needed because yes, you never know when is going to have a pandemic. Right, like not foreseen if things happen like that. So I would put it towards your emergency fund. And then once you have, you know, that established, really start to pay down that credit card debt first.
4: And yeah. So that number is dependent. The the savings account is dependent on two to three months of living expenses.
3: Yeah. That's what I would, because that's really what the savings, the emergency fund is for. Like if, you know, someone loses their job or you know gets laid off cuz of the pandemic you know you never know yeah. you never know and so that can help bridge the gap you know for a few months
4: yeah the other thing is what i noticed with us the minute we started saving and putting that money towards the emergency fund something happened with our car or something happened with the kids and it was it it started to fill a bit frustrating because it was like, Oh my gosh, we're trying to put this money here. Would everybody just stop moving? Um, but I was, and at the same time, I was so thankful we had that because we were able to use it. We didn't rely on a credit card. We even cut up our credit cards. Like it's not happening. This is no longer an option. Like they're all gone. They're all gone.
3: Yeah. So, um, I like I'm sure that was able to get you through it so much faster.
4: Yeah. And it was motivation. It it's was motivation. motivation. Yeah. yeah.
3: And it doesn't like, it doesn't have to be as extreme. Like if you're listening to this and you're just like, oh my God, I just mm-hmm. like, I can't be in that space right now. Like yep. my partner's not going to jump on board. Then you can take it slower and you can, so say you find $300 a month, you can put 200 to a savings and you can put 100 against your credit card. And what starts to happen is, and like things do come up. So for that emergency fund, if things come up and you're just like, oh man, like I need to pay for the car and I need to pay, like that's what it's for. So once you start, once you really, and you'll notice this, like, and I'm sure you notice this when, once you start really being intentional and know where your money is going, you're going to find other places. Mm -hmm. So you'll be able to not just put away to your emergency fund and keep that kind of going, but also pay down debt and savings. And, um, but all that should like, you can do an annual plan for yes. all of this, which I teach in my course. It kind of works through a debt repayment plan and a savings plan. And it shows it all on a annual calendar so that you can be like, okay, you know, if we pay down this much per month, and we put this much in savings per month, this is where we're going to be at the end of the year. And that is so motivating. Because when you can see that number, it's like, okay, it's finite, right? You're like, this is what we're working towards. This is our goal at the end of the year. And then you can make a new goal for the next year. And I think, I think if you can set it up that way, then you'll be able to tick all those boxes. You'll have an understanding of, okay, where is it going? Is it going to savings? Is it going to debt? Is it going to emergency fund? Is it going to our Disney World family trip fund? You know, like you can really create it to how you want and you can portion off. So it doesn't have to be an all or nothing. Like I have to build 100% of this and then only then can I start doing the other things. You can create a plan that kind of chips away at all those things.
4: Absolutely. So it's, it's more tailored to your comfort level.
3: Yes. It's tailored to your, and your goals. You know, a personal plan is so personal. It's, you know, every family, every, everyone has different goals for their family and different um, things that are priorities. You know, if traveling is a really big priority, then you can include that in your plan. If, retiring early is a really big priority then you can include that in your plan and see you know if paying down debt as fast as possible is part of your plan mm-hmm. then you can tailor it towards that as well so like it is very personal
4: um, okay mm-hmm. all right what well, what are the last three steps towards financial success
3: so the so you've got what's your snapshot in time right now And then your second step would be understanding where your money is going. So Mm -hmm. tracking and and then your and making that budget and that plan. And then the last step, which is the most important step, is evaluate. So So three steps, not five steps. Yeah, sorry, it's three steps. So then the last one would be to evaluate, and that's where you look at where where your plan was, so your goal for the month, and then how you did. And wow. did you reach those goals? Because a budget on its own is just a tool. So if you don't evaluate and look at it and reassess, then you know it's not going to help you move towards those goals. So if you you really need to look at what happened during that month, And compare it to what you had planned and then you know make your plan for the next month and be like okay you know we're on track with these things we weren't on track for these things how do we you know change that for next month what steps do we need to take and then go forward
4: gotcha so how do we know if we're doing well like what is the indicator how do we know if we're failing
3: (laughs) Um, well, with numbers is pretty easy. So if you make a budget of where you want to be, how much you want to pay down in debt, how much you want to save, you'll have a pretty good idea of if you're meeting those goals or not. And I know a lot of people just, you know, are more visual learners. Mm -hmm. So, um, I've created a template that has kind of a dashboard and it has more visual graphs and visual, you know, charts that can really show, where you are progressing.
4: Girl, you know, I want that template. Yeah,
3: I will. I will (laughs) provide that
4: for sure. Awesome. Okay. And so how often do we evaluate every three months, once a year? Because I know me, if I'm doing it once a year, well then I'm going to get off track. It's kind of like me sticking to a healthy plan. Like if totally. if I don't have an accountability partner, girl, I mean nine rings and everything else. So <laughs> how do I know how do I keep myself accountable? How do I keep myself disciplined?
3: Okay. So I would recommend at the beginning to do it every month. Because okay. yeah,
4: that is really
3: where and you've got a lot of expenses are monthly, right? And so I would do it every month and I would do that for for at least a year. And so you have your plan once you, and you'll notice this, like once you've done it and you, I'm sure you understand that too. Like once you, you start to change those habits mm-hmm. and you're much more aware of where your money is going naturally and you're much more. So if you're thinking, Oh my God, I can't do this every month for the rest of my life. This is crazy. Um, it doesn't have to be forever because you start to, understand once you have that plan and you know where your money's going and you understand what your monthly costs are, you'll know, you know, when you're spending a little bit more in areas that you normally don't. And, um, when that happens, you know, you can really check in every few months. So like for us, like I check in probably every three months, I kind of say, okay, you know, where are we Mm -hmm. compared to, but I have a whole, like I've sat down with my husband and we have a whole annual budget of where we want to be. And if, you know, we check in in three months and we're like, Whoa, you know, like what went wrong? Mm -hmm. Then we have a really good, we're able to like that way. Then I'll start to be like, okay, we're going to track this again next month because we need to get back on track. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to be a monthly thing forever, but to set up those habits, to understand where your money's going, Um, and to really be intentional, I recommend every month.
4: Okay. That makes sense. Um, As you were saying that I was thinking of like, you know, again, I was reflecting back to where we were and we were, you know, taking the course together, very, very much intentional. And we started to become like, I don't know, we started to become smarter with our money. Like, yeah. we don't need that. We don't need that. Do you want it or do you need it? And it was more, most of the time it was something we wanted. And it's like, okay. Then we got to a place where we're like, okay, we don't need it. Uh, uh-uh, We don't need it. We're not getting it. I don't care if you cry, you know, we're we're leaving. And so we started doing that. The same thing with food, you know, and the same thing with like some of the things that we thought we had to buy. Like, no, we yeah. really have to buy this. We ended up even cutting cable. We ended up cutting and figuring out like what was a good internet plan for us what was a good phone plan like things we had never done and realized wait a minute all of this time we've been spending extra money on these items when we could have been pocketing that money and i'll tell you what once we did finish this process and we ended up paying off all of our debt our both of our schools our school debt credit cards, our car, like everything, with the exception of our house. Yeah. We paid everything off. It was just, I don't know, it was just this huge weight off our shoulders. And it was like, dude, we're totally debt-free. And even with my business, my business debt-free, I don't owe anything to anybody. of business, yeah. business. It's just like, oh my goodness. Like we did all of this. Even I had to talk to a financial planner um, with regards to investments and whatnot. And he was just like, wait a minute, your business has no debt. And it's like, no. And he's like, well, what about this? And it's like, no, zero, zero. Yeah. zero. We have nothing. And it just feels so good. And our, our, the way we think and the way we approach things when we go out, it's totally different than before. And it's crazy because I never thought, Nobody's taught us this, and I never thought that it would that this could happen. That this was actually possible. I thought, well, yeah, it's normal. You have a credit, you know, credit card debt. Just use that. I never thought, no, don't use that. Use cash.
3: Yeah, it's very. You know what? It's very freeing, and it just what the tracking does at the beginning is it creates. It, you're able to be intentional with your money. Yeah. So then you know, instead of just spending, you're like, okay, yeah, do I need this? Is this mm-hmm. in line with, you know, what my goals are? And a lot of the times it's like, no, you know what, like, yeah. yeah, it'd be nice, but I don't need it. And I would rather put my money towards another goal. So yeah, I think that I think it's fantastic um, that you yeah, have a business that's set free and, you know, super inspiring. And um, yeah. all those things can, really change it affects your whole life, so it really like
4: absolutely
3: it's just such a great life skill, and um, there's not enough emphasis on it so
4: I think another thing is it changes your relationship, mm-hmm. it changes your relationship significantly that's one of the common stressors in a marriage yeah. is finances, and yeah, ladies, if you're listening to this, audrey 's on point. You know, do it anyway. Even if your husband's not on board, do it anyway. Present him with, you know, that that net worth calculation, so you can see that. Like, wait a minute, no, we're we're not. We're not headed in the right direction. In addition to that, it might scare him. That's okay. That scared me. You know, and and that's all right because now you have a plan. So I'm going to ask you, Audrey, my last two questions. What are you doing right now to live the life you want to live?
3: So right now I'm pivoting a little bit to, so that I have more time with my kids and I'm creating, uh, I'm creating a course that mm-hmm. really helps women set these plans, pretty much everything we talked about and put a step-by-step. So taking away the overwhelm because I love helping people and I really like the financial success and how it changes people's lives is so amazing. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm working on right now.
4: Totally stepping outside your comfort zone, right? Yes, yes. (laughs) Awesome, awesome. My last question, in one sentence, what advice would you give to the mom who feels stressed and disconnected?
3: Make a plan because a plan will help you tackle
4: that stress. And so that would be my recommendation. Awesome. I, I agree. I agree. So where can we find you, Audrey?
3: Um, You can find me at theblissplan.com and I've got templates and uh, net worth calculators that you can also find um, through a link there.
4: Okay. And um, what free giveaway are are you giving us? So I've created, um, it's called uh, Master
3: Your Money Mindset And it helps kind of work through some of the emotional things that might come up when you start talking about money. Mm -hmm. And it also has um, a tracker where you can track your spending on a weekly basis and a monthly basis and kind of start the process where you set those goals. So it's very simple. It's a very easy first step and allowing you to, you know, tackle those money blocks that might be there and find out where your money is going.
4: Is it something where we just can key in some numbers and it'll help us make those calculations? Yeah. Oh, girl, yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. That's amazing. That's. I wish I would have had that when I started because I'm gonna tell you right now, it's hard to do it on your own. Thank <laughs> you so much, Audrey. You've been absolutely amazing. amazing. Oh, thank
3: you for having me. It's been so wonderful talking to you.
4: Absolutely. So ladies, I want to know where you're at. I want to know what this looks like. You know, what is your net worth? You don't have to put it anywhere, but just let me know it was done. So make sure to tag me either on Instagram or on Facebook because I want to go ahead and support you throughout the process. And we're going to have Audrey. We will schedule something where Audrey comes on live in our private Facebook group, Empowered and Unapologetic. If you're not a member, girl, get your butt over there. We will have Audrey on there um, answering any of your questions that you have. So make sure you get going and you do the things because it is so, so important. Audrey, again, thank you so much. It was a pleasure.
3: Oh, thanks so much, Veronica. It's so great.
4: What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now and rate and review. Thank you, guys. Many women lose their own identity in the shadow of being a mom and a wife. We are a community of women who support each other. We leave perfectionism behind to become empowered and unapologetic. I know you're ready for the next steps. If you want to become empowered and unapologetic, get my free course, Unapologetically Me, over at empoweredandunapologetic.com forward slash course. Empowered and Unapologetic is part of the practice of the practice podcast network a family of podcasts that change the world to hear other podcasts like the bomb mom podcast beta male revolution or imperfect thriving go to practice of the forward slash network this podcast is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered this is given with the understanding that neither the host practice of the practice or the guests are providing legal mental health or other professional information. If you need a professional, you should find one.
5: Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. Listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there.
6: Hey there. This is Casey McGuire-Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst-case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen, and I hope you check it out. Hey there, this is Casey McGuire-Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen. And I hope you check it out.
5: Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope, listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there.
6: Hey there, this is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst-case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen, and I hope you check it out.
3: Oh, hey, it's Erin.